0: This is the Blue, White and Yellow podcast from Leeds United Live, giving you the in-depth analysis on all the big talking points from Ellen Road. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Blue, White and Yellow episode 6 and we are back here with another recording with myself, Conor McGilligan, your multimedia producer, Baron Cross, your Leeds United reporter and Joe Mewis, your Leeds United reporter. Lads, how are we doing? Baron, uh, How's the week off? Yeah, lovely.
2: The uh, the weather came in quite nicely. Obviously, staycations are uh, are the, the thing at the moment, aren't they? So um, we, we kept in the UK, but um, yeah, the weather was weather was brilliant. Lovely getaway. A little bit of news happening back at base by the sounds of it. Um, but I think we're all sort of in that post-Euro's pre-season malaise, aren't we? We just want to get into some friendlies and
0: see the Elsa again. Did you do anything for Freedom Day, Joe? Nope. <laughs> worked. <laughs> worked from home. <laughs> yeah, I still didn't feel like it was one of those moments where everyone just started doing really like loads of things they haven't been doing in the past sort of three or four months. What about you, Baron? Did you celebrate Freedom Day? I don't even know what it is. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God, in all yeah. seriousness, I don't know what it is. What is it? <laughs> well, the rest- we're all free now from, from COVID restrictions. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like see case. what you mean.
2: That's what they were calling it. Right.
0: It, was, it, was just, yeah. it was just July nineteenth in this house. <laughs> Same. We've got quite a bit to talk about today. Uh, thank you so much for sending your questions in to Barron's Facebook page. We'll get into those in just a little bit. But I thought the best place to start, lads, was about Lewis Bate, uh, the Chelsea youngster who has been, well, it's consistent now, isn't it? Being rumoured to be coming to Leeds United, the 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 sort of reports are intensified today. We're recording on on Tuesday. Athletic reporters retweeting it, liking it, and. It seems it's it's moving on pretty smoothly, Barron.
2: Yeah, it would appear that, that Lewis Bates should be the next one through the door, um, much in the same way that, that Greenwood, galhart Drame came in last summer, Amari Miller this time around, um, McGurk, of course, another one that came through the door fairly recently. Um, just a part of this wider recruitment drive that the club have put into place across the past uh, 12 months or so, isn't it, really? Since, um, since they took Category 1 status, they've certainly taken a keener look at the best of the rest really, so some of the best young talent in the country and um, naturally we don't know a lot about these players um, until they come onto our radar and until we start reading around them as Leeds targets and you read about this Lewis Bate and yeah I'll be honest I, I didn't know anything about him until um, until the links emerged but um, the things you read are very very promising. I mean uh, people who are on the Chelsea beat who do know the Chelsea academy setup quite well are saying that you know he's best in class by the sounds of it you know for, for an academy as esteemed and illustrious and as um how do you say well-funded as that one for him to be considered pretty much you know i think if he if he's not the current captain of their youth sides he's, he's he's captained their under 15s etc to various trophies and it sounds like he is pretty, pretty much right up there and on the cusp of i think he was on a new sub at times last season and ultimately i think he is He's probably read the you know, read the script really. To be honest, you look at any number of of young players that have come through Chelsea's system in recent years, and very very few will break into that first team. I think Lampard deserves a bit of credit for what he's done with with some of those in in, in more recent times. Ie, literally the past season. Also, I think Reece James and Mason Mount jump out, of course. Um, Tamori's now over in in Milan, so. I think that has maybe been a slight change in tact, but, but possibly because of the, the transfer embargo they had for a brief period. But, but Louis Bates, of course, is looking at, at the facts and seeing the uh, the clear pathway there is for young players at Leeds United and and wants to get on board with that. I mean, I don't think he's, he's believing for one minute that Bielsa is going to be here for 10 years, but clearly the Bielsa f- effect is a big factor in that. I think more and more we read that, that Victor Orta is... It's, it's quite a key dynamic in these movies. It really does sound like he speaks to these people, he speaks to their families and makes them believe what's happening here and shows them quite convincingly why this is the place to be as a, as a young footballer in England. So, yeah, it, it does sound like that one's moving forward quite quickly now. Several sources, especially at the Chelsea end, are saying that it's 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 very, very close now. I.e. a fee is agreed. It's personal terms and a medical next. We're recording on the, on the afternoon of the 20th. So uh, as and when you've read this, you may well have already seen him with a lead shirt.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people comparing him to Billy Gilmore as well. And that, you know, they're, they're very close in terms of ability. Obviously, stature, very similar, very good on the ball as well. Now, there's there's been a lot of talk as well that he's leaving for first team football. Joe, are you? Are you is this this central midfielder that Leeds have been looking at or in your opinion is is he coming to Leeds because he's been sold the project you know our 23 setup is very very close to our first team setup and does he see that as a more realistic viewpoint than, than sticking at Chelsea is, is that how you see it in in comparison to him just slotting into our first team straight away
1: yeah i'd, I'd be very surprised if he is immediately going to be a first team player um, obviously we know they are after that central midfielder but if you look at the current current lineup how it's shaping up to look on the first day of the season you know, is he going to come in in place of someone like Stuart Dallas? I, I, you know, I would doubt it at the moment. So I think, yeah, I think Leeds are probably benefiting from the way Chelsea sort of work their youth system in terms of how they fund it. You know, gone gone are the days when the youth team's there just to supply players for the first team. You know, it's a it's a self-sufficient money-making thing, isn't it, with, with Chelsea? You know, we're looking at a few clubs like Chelsea, like Manchester City this summer who are using... Um, these players that are on the fringes at the the youth team level to really sort of fund their big summer windows. You know, you you look at what's happening at city with, um, you know, Jack Harrison's a good example. They've banked, you know, 11, 13 million uh, for him from Leeds. um, And that's going to go towards, you know, potentially buying Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, however that pans out for them all. So, yeah, I think Leeds have been fortunate to, you know, they've they've seen an opportunity. They've seen a player going into the last year of his contracts. There is a chance here to get him. And, as you say, yeah, it, it's the project. This under 23s team next year is going to be, I think it's going to be quite something to watch, you know. Um, obviously, they got promoted last year, so they're in the Premier League uh, Two Division One now. So they're up against the big boys, you know, they're up against the Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Liverpool, those sort of academies, you know, your real top tier players. And after we saw Leeds blow away the second division last year, that, you know, they were simply too good for it. You'd expect them to make another step up again this year if they are signing players like Bates and they've got Amari Miller in there to come. McGurk should slot in pretty quickly there. It's it's looking quite exciting. Greenwood and Gelhard, I think, will will still predominantly feature for the for the twenty-threes this year. So, yeah, it's um it's going to be a really exciting team to watch, I think, this year.
0: Yeah, it seems like a bit of a coup as well, Baron, because, you know, it's reported that Southampton, Liverpool and West Ham have all been looking at him and, and it really just showed the project that Victor Orta is selling to these youngsters, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I think, as I said, you know, if he's considered one of the, the best young players at Chelsea, then quite rightly, other clubs are gonna come sniffing when his contract's going to expire. And clearly that's what's happened here. So... Yeah, I think it has to be considered a key, but they seem to be getting so many of them now. Um, there's clearly something that, that they're being told to get them to come through the door because this is not happening you know, very sporadically. This is this is pretty systematic now. They are taking in some of the best players in PL2 from other Premier League clubs who in theory should have bigger budgets, are finishing higher up the Premier League table and yet Leeds are the ones that are bringing them in to, to Thorpe Arch and... Um, it's a hugely positive side. I mean, it is, it is quite amazing, really. I think there's probably something in looking into this and, and how this is this is happening, um, because it is quite scary how many of the best young players in the country leads are amassing now. Um, it's obviously going to going to lead to a knock-on effect for some of the players that have been here a little bit longer in the academy. He will now probably look to move on, a la Ollie Casey, um, but yeah it's a hugely positive sign at first team and academy level right now um and yeah i don't know it's just it's nothing but a positive story isn't it it's it's quite remarkable how they're bringing these young players in because it's not easy it's not a given just because we're covering leads doesn't mean they're automatically going to come to the club that we're covering you know this requires hard yards and a lot of negotiation and a lot of a lot of presentation and a lot of work you know, victor Ross can't just send in an offer via fax and um expect things just to happen from there you know these these players are highly prized assets even at the age of they are with very limited first team experience and they are highly sought after as you said connor by many many clubs and and he will need to go and visit these players in person and their families and properly convince them why leeds is the right place to be because they'll be getting that kind of treatment from many other clubs
0: so as well, the other day, we found out that Leeds United in pre-season have had two additional fixtures added to the schedule, Ajax and Betis, or as we like to call it now, the Junior Furpo Derby, um, both announced uh, quite high-profile fixtures. Joe Muis, it's it's a bit annoying that we can't get out to Amsterdam, isn't it? Or oh, you can't get out to Amsterdam. <laughs>
1: could, could you imagine after the uh, the 18 months we've all had if uh, if yeah. 10,000 Leeds fans were descending on Amsterdam? <laughs> could you imagine that? But um, yeah, it, it's a shame, but it's it's the way of the world, isn't it? I think it's it's not really a big surprise that that Leeds can't send away fans um, into another country. But I'll tell you what, if, if you have to do an away day, that, that day at Loughborough is going to be all right, isn't it? Um, in the sun at Loughborough, watching Real Betis... Can you, you know, guarantee the sun? Uh, no, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that should be good. And it's yeah, it's good to see a couple of um, high-profile fixtures on there, isn't it? You know, shouldn't take too much stock into pre-season. I think especially what we've seen with Bielsa, you know, over the, over the past three pre-seasons. It's all about fitness for him. It's about fitness. It's about the team gelling. You know, in, in terms of the opposition they face, it's good to test yourselves against tough teams. But... Um, you know, I don't think that's the, the be-all and end-all with it. It's going to be
2: quite a step up from Geisley to, uh, to Betis and, uh, and Ajax.
1: Uh, like you say, it's a massive
2: shame we we can't get to Amsterdam. I think the, um, the quarantine rules and things just don't quite make it worth it in terms of coming back and having to sit in a hotel uh, outside an airport for 10 days. But, um, yeah, I think, let's just say, I think I'd be surprised if there were no Leeds fans around Amsterdam as and when that match is happening. Uh, I'll be interested to see how they manage that over there. Um, but, yeah, I think some some lovely friendlies to get excited about. Obviously, a high class of opposition. Um, I do wonder how Bielsa is going to map out the two sides. He's going to have to sort of split across some of these games. I think, you know, Geisele, Blackburn, Fleetwood, Batiste, they're all one day apart um, in each case as, as a brace of games. So, clearly, we're not going to have the, the same 11 in each, in each of the matches. So interesting to see what he does with that. I think we're waiting on another fixture to be announced too. So we'll see uh, as and when that gets announced. Of course, the weekend before the Man United game is clear. And traditionally, of course, teams would do generally like to have one final game uh, one week before before kickoff. So we'll have to see who they get for that. Um, but yeah, I think Ajax is going to be a great test. It's going to be great to see Bielsa Saai playing at the uh, Johan Cruyff Arena.
0: So supposedly, guys, we have seen the kits online now that have been released uh, by Leeds United. They've been sold. They were being sold in Manchester and Australia. We are sticking to form, and Leeds seem to be releasing them quite late. Have you, have you seen any of the kits so far, Joe Muis?
1: Yeah, like like the rest of us, I've uh, I've seen a few designs uh, on social media. We've we've probably all seen the home one. Pretty sort of it's white, obviously, <laughs> as you'd expect. There's some yellow stripes on there, a bit of a different collar. You know, the home kit's the home kit in a way. It's not going to be a massive departure, is it? It's a bit of a tweak. I'll probably keep reserve judgment until I actually see it on a player. Um, You know, these mock-ups we see, we see them hanging on coat hangers in shops. It's tough to get a gauge of it, isn't it, really? Um, But hopefully it's nice. Hopefully it looks good because we're going to spend an awful lot of the next nine, ten months looking at, People wearing that kit playing for Leeds United, so um, you know you do you do hope it is quite nice. There's also that lilac one that's doing the rounds on social media. Yeah, I, that could maybe work for me. Again, let's let's see what the final design is, see if it works there. And I think there was um, there was another one rumored, which was like um, was it midnight blue or something that looked all right. I quite like the look of that one. So um, midnight blue, I love that. What was job. it called that? Something something like that. It's <laughs> you know some sort of um, focus grouped color name that you, you get these days, like quite look forward to getting the the press release from from adidas and the club whatever and they have all these new words that you've never heard of that (laughs) (laughs) explain how it absorbs sweat and is the lightest (laughs) thing ever and is made from you know recycled bottle tops yeah so (laughs) i mean yeah yeah Yeah, it it won't be long will it you know they're they're playing football in a week's time so i'm sure we will see it yeah this week to be honest and um yeah, it'll sell like hotcakes. Everyone will buy it because everyone does. Um, and yeah, hopefully it looks all right.
0: Are we going to get into the uh, the Champions League with the lilac kit? <laughs> well, you never know. With, with given how well they played in the the third kit last season, the uh, the maroon effort,
2: um, you wouldn't you wouldn't be too too surprised because uh, I think the third kit had an amazing record, didn't it? I don't know if they lost in it in the end, but um, I know for a, for a long long time it was a an outstanding run of results wearing that that third kit. Um, but the, you, Angus has talked about this in the past, you know, that the kits are a really, really big deal. Like they do sell a lot of them. And I think this is why, of course, they've got Adidas involved. We've seen today that JD Sports have announced this extension or a new partnership, um, very, very commercial thing. So yeah, it's big business. It's, a, it's a, a lot of money to be made on kits because they are so popular and the Leeds fans are so passionate about, about showing who they support and, and wearing the colors with pride. Um, like Joe says, it's going to be a white home kit. There's not going to be a huge. I mean, what? There's not a lot you could do with it without being controversial. Basically, change the color of the stripes every so often, change the color every so often, change the sponsor every so often. But apart from that, it's a white kit. You're not going to get coloured sleeves or heavy trim or diagonal stripes going across the shirt, are you? It's 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 going to be pretty solid year in year out. So yeah, I think we've all we've all pretty much seen that, haven't we? You know, I don't think this many leaks can be wrong. It's literally been on sale in Australia. Uh, apparently, it was on sale in Manchester for a short period, which is quite amusing. Um, so we'll 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 have to see the official, but I think we all know what we're talking about. I quite like it. I know that um, that you two you may not want to reveal which aren't massively keen on it, but I think it's all right. I think yeah, see it on a player, see it on Calvin's back, and we'll see what we think of it. But the lilac one, yeah, I love the lilac one. I think um, I think I can really get on board with that.
0: Tommy Kenny has asked on Facebook and. Um... John you know I mean? was why are we always the last to release our kits? Do you want to tackle that one?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the answer is there. You'll probably have to talk to uh, to those at Leeds United in the commercial department and Adidas. Um, obviously, I think Adidas probably take care of their real big hitters first at the start of the summer. You know, um, Manchester Uniteds I think only came out was it last week, whatever. So they're obviously, you know, we, we all know Leeds United are a bigger club than Manchester United, but apparently they sell more shirts in certain parts of the world, you know, I think. I don't know. Lies. But yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I assume the club are, are moving as quick as they can because, you know, every day it isn't on sale. is a day that they're they're losing sales. Obviously, last year's was, was a bit protracted with, with COVID, with it being a new um a new manufacturer and them not knowing what division they were going into so you know they, they get a pass certainly last year for, for having a bit of a delay but yeah it'll be it'll be good to see it um and you know as, as Baron said commercially it's such a big deal so they they will be wanting to a get the launch completely right you know it's that it, there's marketing brains at adidas and leads united who do want to ensure this goes goes well you know um and, and b they just want to get it out there get get it sold get some get some money in the bank
0: this question keeps being asked as well, Baron. Uh, thank you, everyone who got your questions in on Baron's Facebook page. Richard Otwell asks, Baron, are we any closer to Bielsa being confirmed? Um, <laughs> so Baron gives you inside scoop. <laughs> are we
2: closer? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would have to assume we are closer because it's going to happen. So just the, simply the passage of time, we are getting closer. So yes, we are getting closer. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've been over this a few times, haven't we? I know it's quite natural for fans to get jittery and to start to panic a little bit, but you've got to look at the overwhelming um, vat of evidence that would suggest he is going to be head coach, at least for next season, if not longer. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, to be honest. He's, Angus has been on the record with it, virtually confirming it. You know, it doesn't really get any higher than Angus. I mean, it would take Andrea to come out and, and to say it himself with... With, with names on papers, um, but the training ground has been done with, with him around. He's not gone back to Argentina. He's still around. Every single new signing has talked about him. He's supposedly now back in into the training at Thorpe Park. So very tactfully, they've managed to avoid um, including Marcelo in, in, in many of the videos that are popping up from training. But um, yeah, I mean, there are no no concerns with this at all. Um, it is a case of getting the paperwork in order and getting the paperwork in order for what is quite a vast backroom team as well. We know that Marcelo is very hands on with with those staff that he has brought with him and that he virtually manages himself. So it will happen when it happens. If it's, I mean, they were very very keen to ensure it's not the same as last season when it literally was the day before the Liverpool game. So we're hoping it won't be the day before. Uh, Manchester United but you know we've got friendlies we didn't have friendlies last summer at least um, in sort of public so if he's in the, if he's not in the dugout <laughs> next week then Problem. there will be there will be a lot of eyebrows raised but I'd be amazed if he's not in the dugout for those games and that I think will set a lot on nerves.
1: I think the fact that fans aren't freaking out on social media you know on, on Twitter mm-hmm. and everything goes to show the level of confidence that everyone's got you know um if there was any doubt that he wasn't coming back fans would be going losing it wouldn't they you know there'd be, it would be twitter would be a meltdown every day they'd have letters piling up at, at ellen road and everything so yeah I, I think everyone's pretty pretty comfortable with this we've seen how he's worked for the last couple of years and what his process is in the summer so yeah it's um it's gonna happen and as baron said the passage of time means. Every minute that ticks by is a minute closer to it being agreed.
0: Who will be the number two keeper now? There's been lots of rumours, lots of speculation once again going round about the number two keeper. And, and there's a certain Norwegian who seems to be on everybody's lips, Cross. Yeah, Christopher Clayson seems to be um, the main man. Um, yet more before we, before, we, before we start, can you just pronounce that again, just so the fans get an understanding of how to pronounce his name? Because I've been calling him Klarsen. Well, I've not had this from any sort of Norwegian
2: <laughs> expert, so I might be getting it wrong. But for me, uh, an E after an A makes it a Clayson. Yeah, um, well, there's your so logic. So we'll go for fair, that. Fair no, I'm willing to be corrected next week when we get, uh, when we get somebody from Norway on. <laughs> um, yeah, this is being driven sort of as much as anything by the Norwegian and um, Valarenga. I'm not going to pronounce their name. They've got a strange little accent on the A, so I don't know if that makes it a Valarenga or a Valarenga or a Valarenga. Like a little loud, uh, isn't it? It's like a little hour above the A. Or the yeah, strange. I'm, I'm not going to get into that and and how punctuation works in Norwegian. Uh, so I'm going to say Valarenga in a good strong Northern accent. Sounds very Spanish, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but let's not get into that. We're not going to get into uh, pronouncing it in Spanish either <laughs> because they're struggling enough to uh, say it in English at this rate. Yes, yeah, stop uh,
1: saying the Norwegian listeners, Connor. We, we, <laughs> Leeds are very big in Norway. We, we love you all in Norway. That's a
2: good point, actually. We probably will get quite a lot of reaction to this in the, the Norwegian massive sort of telling yeah. us, this is how you say it. So Great you, fans that Anyway, anyway... The Valerenga people are on the record quite a lot with this recently. I think the Norwegian press has got quite a good relationship with clubs over there, and they seem quite willing to talk, which is quite refreshing. So, as recently as uh, this morning, um, there's been a Norwegian newspaper running quotes from the sporting director, um, Jorgen Ingebrigtsen. As I look at my screen, uh, I believe is his name, and and he has quite openly admitted that Leeds have liked Clayson uh, since 2019, and he's praised again, Victor Orta getting more praise. He's praised Victor for the way that he has dealt with matters. And it sounds like they've they've obviously shown their interest initially. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that would be the same summer that, that Melier came to Leeds. And clearly Melier was the guy they went with. But Clayson was naturally on the radar as a goalkeeper of a similar age and similar potential. So uh, Orta, Leeds getting plenty of praise the, from the Velleringer uh, managers head coach is a Leeds fan I think he has said as much that he'd be happy to visit the goalkeeper and Bielsa at Phil Park Chiffin when it happens so yeah clearly they need a goalkeeper you know Kassir is is gone now um, would think he's probably kicked his last ball for Leeds and they need they need to get somebody in and it looks like the Norwegian lad um, is probably the one that they they will go for we, we don't know if it will happen but um, clearly all the omens are
0: pretty positive and obviously guys there are a lot of speculative links with Leeds United like there seems to be every single day. We're going to try to chew the fat on we'll go with two or three now that that people have asked uh, for on Facebook. Helda Costa to Valencia. I think we first heard this on the on Phil Hayes podcast which is quite surprising to be honest there uh, just shows that Helda Costa's profile is still very very high on the on the European scale. Is there anything in that Joe Mewis do you think we'll we'll keep hold of Helder, do you think he'll be Leeds will be looking to move him on? Or
1: I think when when you look at the squad as a whole, he's probably you know on the scale of players that probably are nearer the exit door than than not. Um, if you get what I mean, um, obviously we, we don't really know how strong these links in Spain are, but there is talk that Leeds are after a new winger. We understand that is on their shopping list, uh, and you would think given B- the way Bielsa likes to run with his small squad it will probably be one in, one out because he's not in the habit of growing these these big squads. So I think Costa, you know, there's, there's a debate to be had about um, how successful he's been. Obviously, he came on a very big fee. The £15 million at the time was, was you know, a really significant transfer. He's certainly shown, you know, at times he's, he's done well. You know, he, he started the Premier League season off really well, didn't he? He got that goal against um, Fulham, I think, in the first game at Elm Road. A couple more early season goals. So, you know, he has got it, but I just... I feel like he doesn't quite hit the heights on the regular basis. Obviously, um, Rafinha came in and, you know, he's he's a long way off taking Rafinha's place in the team. So, you know, perhaps if now it would be the time to cash in on him, get a bit of money for him if they can, bring in, you know, another winger, perhaps someone a bit younger, someone they can develop a bit more. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we're going to have to wait and see on that one.
0: Yeah, just I don't really see there being... That much drastic improvement for Helder Costa, Baron. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Is, is he sort of reached the top of his his game? Do you think at Leeds?
2: Yeah, I think Joe summed up quite nicely um, on on a sliding scale of where everybody's at in the squad. You, you would certainly say that he's probably the most saleable asset they've got. Um, obviously, we lost a couple this summer on on uh, when Baradi's contract expired and Hernandez basically came to an arrangement with the club, didn't he? And they sort of wrote off that final year. But um, you, you do look at the rest of the squad and they're either firmly established regular starters who have done well or they're young prospects who have got a big big sort of future ahead of them. So Costa is is one of the very few players you'd actually look at the squad on a very basic level and say, probably take some money for him if, if enough money came in. Um we know that bielsa is incredibly loyal and i don't think he's of the mind to force anybody out of the club unless there was some huge huge issue i think a lot of it is led by players and obviously by the the club strategizers you know angus and, and victor will know what every player is worth and how the market is moving and when is the right time to move players on and i would imagine a lot depends as joe alluded to on who else might be out there as replacements that may well force their hand and it could well be that it takes for a winger they like to become available to then put the wheels in motion on moving, on moving Helder. He is with um, uh, men. Is it? Men- his name's gone out of my head. The wolves. Um, Mendez What's his first name? I'm happy yep. for this. This, George, George Mendes. Mendes. George Mendes. Yeah. This can stay in it, by the way. I'm quite happy for people to hear this. <laughs> I've, I've forgotten the guy's name. <laughs> but you all, you all now well know that they've corrected me and given me the right name, George Mendes. So uh, he's clearly a very, very uh, agile operator in the transfer market, and you know, much will depend on the way he wants things to go and the way he moves his players around. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, I think there may well be interest from abroad. Um, but I think that's probably some way short of a bid happening. But yeah, I think we, we can all agree he's not quite worked out the way we wanted him to for that kind of money. He has moved for a lot of money whilst they were still in the championship. There were flashes in that first season. I remember him and Niketia sort of really sort of lit up at points in that first half of that that first season that he had. But, you know, unfortunately, for one reason or another, it, it just hasn't quite taken, taken off for of him. Um, there was, I do remember he came on against Southampton in the home game and did really, really well from the bench. He terrorised Ryan Bertrand and uh, and then actually got himself a start after that and, and, and saw a rare dropping for Jack Harrison. Um, but Harrison then took his place back and, and Costa just didn't quite get in until, of course, he got the, the back injury against Manchester United. So we'll see. He's in pre-season. He's at Thorpe Park. He's in West Yorkshire. He's not like he's, he's sat in, in a departure lounge waiting for anything to happen. But we know it's still a pretty long window. We've still got five weeks of the window left. It does stretch on well into the season, so things can change and do change quite quickly, as we saw with Rafinha. And if if somebody like a Noah Lang suddenly becomes available late on in the window, then who knows how quickly Costa could be moved on.
0: Yeah, it seems really opportunistic, the market with Leeds United, doesn't it? Regardless of any position, if someone comes up for a, a very good piece of value, then Leeds are going to do that business. Obviously, someone who isn't a Leeds United player anymore, Jani Alioski, seems to be moving on. Uh, there's there's rumours of him going to Galatasaray. There was obviously Trabs on Spore. That looks like it's broken down. It seems to have split fans very 50-50, this one. Uh, Joe muwis how how do you feel about uh, alioski potentially going to uh, galatasaray
1: yeah it's a, it's a very emotive one isn't it um you know if you ask any leeds fan they would rather he didn't you know regardless of how strong their feelings on it some will argue that you know alioski it's it's nothing to do with him it's something that happened 25 20 years ago um he needs to look after his family you know footballers have these you know short careers they need to earn while they can so why shouldn't he take the best financial move for him and his family um but then the question becomes how much does he value his his legacy at the the club you know his his ongoing relationship with the fans um you know we look back at I think you know in in 10 years time we're going to look back at this side that, that won promotion that played this first season in the Premier League and you know they're all going to be go down as you know sort of cult heroes, legends of the club, aren't they? Particularly players like Pablo, Hernandez, you know, Calvin Phillips or whatever. It's a real sort of golden age of of players in terms of how they're, you know, get, get on with the fans and everything. So, you know, Alioski would have to abandon any hope of, of that if he did move. I'm sure he's aware of that. You know, he he will he should have people telling him about the history, even if he doesn't, doesn't know it, he should have people telling him the, the feeling of the fans. So it's, yeah, it, it's a difficult one. I mean, um, yeah, we saw, we saw the reports again at the weekend. Um, the, la- the latest we did get on it was that a move is, has broken down. Um, this comes after uh, a few days earlier. It, it seemed to be pretty on, they were saying. So there's a bit of backwards and forwards. Um, it's gone a bit quiet the last few days. So, you know, perhaps he is taking stock and, and contemplating what it means. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we're really going to know until we see... What, what his next move actually is and when it's confirmed.
0: yeah baron i don't think I've, I've ever asked you your your sort of opinions on it mate with him going out there it'll naturally taint his reputation won't it
2: yeah i think uh, when <laughs> it's, it's not it's not an easy subject at all it's very very emotional for a lot of reasons i think for me when it does boil down to i just think that when you've got the entire world to choose from you could go elsewhere um yeah i, I would never sort of hold him to that or sort of say you've got to do this, it's just my personal opinion on it. I just think that when you've got a lot of football clubs to choose from, a lot of football clubs to choose from, why would you Why would you want to sort of create that issue? You know, you, you could just avoid the problem and avoid upsetting quite a lot of people. I know that his career is not about keeping the rest of the world happy. It is about him, his family and his individual career prospects and and, and what he achieves in his career. But um yeah, I just, I just think you could avoid the issue entirely. I think you've got a lot of clubs to choose from, and, and you could easily go elsewhere. But equally, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be in the street throwing throwing food at him and saying, you know, why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this. It's just much as my personal take. I think you could just avoid upsetting a lot of people, and there's a lot of other clubs you could go to
0: okay chaps we will leave it there thank you so much for joining us on the blue white and yellow episode six we can't believe it as much as you if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star rating follow us on all of our social media leech united live check out our website as well where we produce articles on the daily and we will catch you at this time next week cheers